Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unsheathed number 74. I am one of your co-hosts, the foxy Kyle Gold. I am the slippery Cam Hirosaki who has our opening jingle stuck in my head. <laughs> and uh, we have here in our discreet mountain bunker location, uh, returning guest, Flane. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, hey guys. <laughs> I'm sitting in the interrogation chair today. It's very... Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying... I'm, I'm a little bit elevated, but also just kind of separated from the other two, so... If the bright light in your face is a little too bright, we can turn it up a bit. Could you, could you turn off the water faucet? It's, it, it's really getting distracting. How many lights do you see? <laughs> <laughs> there are four! <laughs> There you uh, go. And we start with Star Trek, not Star Wars. What you doing? You're turning, you're you're mixing it up on me. And I think KM had his fill of Star Wars earlier today. Yes. <laughs> you um, enjoyed the back to tank joke. I did. <laughs> Kyle didn't know what a back to tank was. He loses like ten points of Star Wars street cred. Gah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly, I knew him because of the old Republic game of just like, oh, that's the stuff that heals me. That's Except right, in the just... Old Republic games, they don't use back to they use Culto. Oh, out-nerded. Well, what was that? Sorry, I had a phantom <laughs> snore going on. That, I just got in, just amazingly bored by whatever you were saying. That's anyway. alright, I just pull out my owner first print and Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Hey, I have a first printing of the of the paperback of Splinter of the Mind's Eye myself. Yeah, I picked it up last year in Dallas. At I picked Half mine up Books. when it came out off the bookshelves. I... Was not alive. So uh, there. Huh. Well, I guess you haven't been a fan as long as I have. <laughs> Shut up. Something happened here and I'm scared. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you hear that Alan Dean Foster has been named the writing guest of honor for Rainforest this year? I did not hear that. There you go. Wow. That's yeah. Pretty amazing. Good piece of news. Look at that news. I bring news to the show. Very cool. Yeah! Woo! Woo! All right. Well, we'll look forward to hanging out with him. Yeah, I was actually just talking to the Rainforest staff about a couple of writing panels that we're doing. So, oh yeah, I think I kind of promised them that I would write them a story, didn't I? Yeah, the deadline's March fifteenth for their collection. Is it really? Yeah. Um, the, that's the Camp Rainforest anthology. Frig. Okay, it gives you a period of time between now and then. So, so if any of our listeners are thinking about writing in, uh, the I don't have the link offhand, but if you go to rainforest.org, that's with two, three R's, but not all in a row, um, the, there's a link to the Camp Rainforest anthology, and I believe they say March 15th is their deadline to get it, to get the stories in, okay. to get them printed. Uh, I need to ask them yeah. if they would rather have a story for the anthology or a story for their con book um, this year, but... I kind of like personally promised Gene that I would get him a story, so I guess right. I'll have to do that. Um, I think I kind of, I'm not sure what, I think I said I would try. I'm not, not really clear on. Well, I don't want to make Gene sad. No, we don't want to make Gene sad. Gene's cool. He's a friend of writers. We like him. Um, speaking of writing things. It, I'm getting weird bird this, looks from Flane here. <laughs> by the Sorry. time this posts. I was a little lost. I was just like, gotta do something. Mess uh, with KM. It will, uh, it will probably be too late to nominate, but, however... Hopefully you can still vote. The uh, Ursa Major Awards 
of course, we've mentioned before, we've got some eligible stories. Um, I've got Bridges and Shadow of the Father in the novel category. I've got False Dawn in the short story category. Uh, I've posted on Live Journal and FA about all this stuff. Um, came to, and you had. You know, I don't think I even did a post. I think the only thing I put out last year that's votable on is my short story single. Okay. I think that's it. That's really sad. This is what Summerhill does to me. No, that's not true. I, I actually worked on several stories last year. They're just all things that are coming out in published form this year. Right, and that's so kind of they, the same thing. They haven't been released, same so thing they're not eligible for 2010. Yeah. Um, Did you like that story, though? Anyone? I sure, I think Since I by the time you're listening to this, nominations are over, I preemptively condemn you for not voting for me. I might have made a journal post last year. I don't <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, there is another category that we've not talked about yet, and it is something I had not thought of until uh, Kit handed me this uh, news brief before the show. Um, we think it would be really cool in the category of Best Anthropomorphic Game of the Year to nominate or vote for, because hopefully it already garnered a nomination, the Furry Basketball Association. Huh. Yeah. It is an anthropomorphic game. And I, I think it doesn't say video game, does it? Yeah, and I, I think it's much more, you know, opposed to giving, you know, a big studio that's not going to pay any attention to the fact that, you know, a furry games. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I would like it to go down that road, actually, because, yeah. I mean, you add in that, you add in, you know, maybe Ferraticon, you know, and everything like that. I would actually, yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure Insomniac really wants the recognition of us. Oh, goody. They, they enjoyed. They enjoyed the Ratchet and Clank game. That's great. We'll put this into our wall called the Incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's a super cool idea. I think, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to see Ferraticon nominated too, or whatever games people produce. I mean, it's all produced they within write, the fandom. They retcon it, pull it back, and they do like battle tanks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Tank vixens. I, 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 you know what? They they should just go ahead and pull like a, an all time of the games and put in even like you know, put in all the uh, the the RPG books like the uh, Iron Claw and Jade Claw. You know, they might as well do a. If, oh, yeah. if we're going I'm crazy, say, we I'm might as well just go Iron crazy. Claw was nominated for game at some point, but I don't. Remember. Yeah, I mean, their second edition did finally just come out this year. So 2010 or 2011. 2010. Okay. Yeah, I have was, to say, if it you, was released in Anthrocon. We're, we're a little bit behind the curve as far as getting nominations out, but maybe we can talk about them on our journals. Yeah, or if you, something. Yeah. You've never played Iron Claw. That's actually a really good system. Oh, yeah. Like, I've oh, played Iron I Claw love, for years and I years. love the way that that works. I've, I've seen... I don't own a copy of the new edition source book, but uh, they have streamlined the system greatly. Oh, and cool. It's, uh, I've done a and little it, bit of... Like, it wasn't a slow system. It. it wasn't a slow system to begin with, but no. I liked it because it's a lot more roleplay focused. Yes, there's a lot more emphasis on like social interactions and stuff. Because it's not like, oh, it's D&D with animals. Like It has a very like well-defined like setting with like this whole... like you know, courtly system with, like, nobility. And and you're, and you're not sitting there trying to get through a room in 45 minutes of just, like, roll, you move six spaces, try to go fast. No, well, Elf can't do that. And is that is <laughs> that um, made by furries? It's yes, it is. Within the furry community. Sanguine Productions is yeah. a furry-run company. I know, I know uh, company. Um, uh, 
Rafferty is yes is in the fandom, but I didn't know if his whole the whole group was. Though, yep. though uh, my my favorite thing about the uh, the that whole Iron Claw, uh, if you go and find the first edition of their book, it is absolutely just a carbon copy of like Lena Inverse from Slayers. Oh yeah, yeah, like absolutely just 100 percent just ah oh, ha ha we but yeah they 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 kind of went oh and retcon that whole out that was quite amazing I'm well be, I, I'm there's actually be really a story old. behind that cover which i should probably tell you off the air oh sure but yeah. we can do it i'm gonna be really old school and ask if either of you guys remembers palladium games oh yeah they did riffs and, and TMNT. The tmnt yep the tmnt game was first, the bomb. first thing i ever played with furries like the old NES TNT and TMNT or no no this was uh it was no, a it was pen a tabletop. and paper tabletop oh, game okay sorry I was I was suddenly just yeah. caught in but they had, underwater caverns trying to disarm like, bombs and a, you were all like <laughs> mutating <laughs> and you could you could select they had like a table where you could roll all kinds of different animals or you could just pick your animal if you didn't want to roll it randomly oh, okay and, and so and they had you know different sizes and I, I think I might have like seen that that might that might Palladium been, had a lot of percentile rolling. Yeah, that might have been the one I saw. Like somebody rebought. System. And, yeah, you had okay. so many points, and you could choose to turn make your points to make you more humanoid or to give you more powers, that, but remaining in like animal form without hands and stuff. Right. These games are in books, but, therefore I can talk about them. There. <laughs> um, but speaking of the FBA, also the our own K Tech, who is uh, sponsoring the rookie player Blancmange, a large white wolf. Uh, Blancmange was the only player to make first team all-star game and the rookie challenge. So he's having himself a great rookie year. A little woohoo to K-Tech out there. And, uh, yeah, he'll be, he'll, he'll be looking for his contract extension. Um, and, uh, sheet of paper. We've, we've, we've gotten another, another thing to discuss from, from Kit. Just talk uh, some author writing about nine factors that make a picture book successful. Um, it's interesting because a lot of it is I, I'm I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's uh, it's kind of longish, but the points that the points that she makes are uh, right, right. It's um, whispers from afar, giving us information. Yes, <laughs> um, not the way Notcast describes it, though. Um, she talks about. The book being full of movement, identifiable characters, universal appeal, humor, unique concept. I mean, and all of these things are applicable in a broad sense to mainstream books or whatever book you're writing as well. Um, not so much maybe pattern and or repetition, although I think to a certain extent, your ability to use repetition in your prose strengthens things for the reader, like... Uh, I've talked a lot about the Dark is Rising mm-hmm. series and the little the prophecies that they put in there, the lines that are repeated over and over again gain this kind of mystical quality to them. Right. And because they have importance to the story, but they're repeated, it's um it, it actually is pretty cool. It's a neat part of the books. I'm just thinking of in Roroni Kenshin, anytime somebody begins something with, it was 10 years ago in Kyoto. <laughs> like, you know, like, shit's going on when somebody mentions it was 10 years ago in Kyoto. Um, and, it's not uh, quite that mystical. And then she talks about interactivity and rereadability, which are mostly applicable to children's books because children are going to want to read, have the same book read to them over and over again. 
So you want something that a parent is going to want to read over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, you can all recall the Calvin and Hobbes. Um, yes. Gooey kablooey. Mm-hmm. Yes, you don't want to write that one. Or maybe you do, because Calvin demanded it, even though his parents hated it. Or uh, Hamster Huey and the Gooey Kablooey. Yeah, that was it. I knew there was another part to the title. No, no, all I'm thinking is just Christopher Walken reading Goodnight Moon. <laughs> but um, this, uh, this article was written by Tracy Marcini, who's a freelance writer, and she's got a lot of, uh, a lot of highlights. She writes about children's young adult fiction. Uh, so her last name is M-A-R-C-H-I-N-I. You can look her up on the Googles. It's funny, you were talking about how she said children's writer, and you said she's got a lot of highlights, and I was just like, for a moment, I'm like, does he mean the magazine? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> oh, really? God. Yeah. Oh, cool. She was, uh, she was, except she's been published in Highlights Magazine and is the recipient of a partial grant for an October 2010 Highlights Foundation Workshop. Um, served as a mentor for the 2008-9 Rutgers One-on-One Plus Children's Literature Conference, critiqued query letters and or manuscripts for the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Poughkeepsie I still conference. pick those up when I go to the dentist. Uh, is it just me or is everyone associated with the dentist? Oh, yeah. Not the doctor, but specifically the dentist. Highlights and cricket. Ooh, cricket. Uh, and Ranger Rick. Mm, didn't say that. It was all highlights for me. Yep. Yeah. Ranger Rick we got in school. Um, so. I had my childhood crush on Ranger Rick. Uh, I'm trying to think what's going on this with us specifically. Uh, I mentioned in my journal that I was working on the out-of-position hardcover layout. I've sent that off to SofaWolf, so they're going to be putting it into the works. And uh, sometime in the spring, they're going to do an online order. I don't believe they're going to do pre-orders. I think they will just put it up for sale. So um, quantities will, of course, be limited somewhat, but hopefully not in the limited way that the isolation play pre-orders were. Uh, and um, by the time we record our next podcast, I believe I will probably have finished a first draft of my novel about the collations, which means I need to sit down for a month and let it kind of percolate, percolate, and then let probably... Let it sit in the back to tank. And then, yes. <laughs> and then I probably have to split it into two and work on work on it as two books because it's way too long right now and it's actually kind of got two story arcs to it so we'll see but anyway that's my i'll i'll talk more about that at the next podcast when hopefully i finished uh, let's see summer hill's going well i uh Yay. i am into my third act now where we're the action is rising towards a climax and uh omer <laughs> No, it's not that kind of Omer. <laughs> For one, the scene I'm reading right now, he's with a girl. Wasn't he uh. naked in a tube? <laughs> oh, sign me up. Let's do this. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Flane wants you to wants an advanced copy of Summerhill. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and start that Fernet chat room naked in a tube. <laughs> <laughs> um so I have, not, I have not re-gotten to that scene yet. Uh, okay. That's probably the next major scene, though. And also, I have a new hat, which I'm sporting, which it none of y'all can see. It is a nice hat. Yeah, co- combined with that, uh, with the jacket you had on earlier, it looked like that you were going to go tell some dame that you know 
the shoe was trouble. He was he was in his Dixon Hill getup. <laughs> if you remember that, I wow. was hearing internal monologue. I'm just going back to Tracer Bullet from oh. Calvin and Hobbes, but um, and Kit reminds me that we booked our tickets for New York City. Kit and I are going we meeting to, them. Yeah, Kit and I are going to attend the uh, presentation of the third annual Shorty Awards. Which, thanks to all of y'all out there, I am a finalist. I was the last finalist in the author category. So we're going to go hobnob with the likes of John Green and Sergio Aviles and um, hopefully MC, MC Hammer. Should, actually, MC Hammer will be there. Yeah, and, I bet uh, you Nathan Fillion and Felicia Day will be there too. <laughs> wow. Oh, I, don't, I haven't heard if they would, but... No, I mean, that would be cool. It, would, it seems like the kind of thing that Nathan Fillion and Felicia Day would go to. And I'm kind of suspecting Justin Beamer might actually show up. Uh, let's see, screaming social media fangirls. Yeah, probably. Since he is a <laughs> since he is a Twitter whore, and I'm, I don't mean that in the like. He doesn't have as many word. followers as Lady Gaga, though. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll show up, and then you can feel double bad. Oh, I'm not there with Lady Gaga. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to do a meet in New York. I'm trying to nail down the location, but it will be sometime the 26th or 27th of March. So. Keep your ears on the Live Journal and the Fur Affinity Journal, and it will be announced there. Also on Twitter, of course, which is where this whole thing got started. And uh, say, Flane, hey. do you have any news about yourself to share with us and our listeners? Um, well, um, let's see. I've decided, man, this is hard, uh, that I'm going to be taking my talents to South Beach <laughs> and... <laughs> Playing for the Miami. No, um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, they I could wasn't... use you right about now. <laughs> yeah, it seems that entire plan wasn't exactly turning out the way that they. I mean, they're they're they'll probably make it, but I don't pay as much attention to basketball as some of your other. Uh, yeah, your other more of a hockey fan, and just watching that is a sad, depressing slope downhill for my team. So. <laughs> Come but on, I, Thrashers! You were number one. But I did notice. I did notice you're you're going native with your San Jose garb. Yeah, I, I just haven't gone to a game yet. I'm. I think we're gonna save it for um the 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 Sharks versus Ducks come March. Good. Ooh, I know that'll be a good game because you want to go to a yeah. game where you can root for the Sharks. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to go to like Sharks Thrashers because then you're there. Like that was that was the opener go this thrashers. year. No, oh, if, 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 if I would have gone to the opener, guess which jersey I was wearing? <laughs> I would have had some very snobby people going. <sighs> but yeah, but San Jose fans are nice. They're yeah, gonna, they're pretty much. They'll give you a hard time. But. E- e- even like other hockey teams say that we have like the best crowds in the oh, NHL. I, that's a great stadium. It has nothing on Phillips Arena, but it's, it's still a good stadium. I've worn opposing team gear to uh, Oakland A's games. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that probably didn't go well. That, that was you didn't well, get knifed. <laughs> I, did, I did not get knifed, but that was mostly because um, my team was down like six nothing by the second inning. So then they were all pretty nice to me, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you're sporting your gear. Good effort, man. Good effort." And uh, they that, were, <laughs> that's what you get for rooting for the Nationals. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I certain just have that, a hard on for Jason Worth. Yeah, but <laughs> you just follow him around. <laughs> With with any team in Oakland, sans like the Warriors, oh, people. How did just... I sign with the Nationals? <laughs> yeah. With any Sorry. Oakland team besides like the Warriors, it seems like you're you know you're liable to have your back window bashed in if you have a you know hey look somebody's got a Charger Chargers license uh, plate 
Oh, hey, look, your back window. <laughs> I, do know, I do know someone who got his car keyed in the Angels, in the Angels parking lot. Huh. Yeah. And it wasn't even like he was sporting some other team apparel. It was just like, oh, he didn't like the car. Well, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, any time recently that we've heard of massive uh, of uh, fans taking their, you know, um, their privileges too far um, mm-hmm. and completely destroying uh, home team's turf. <laughs> um, you know, the Angels' full official name is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So if you translate their name as the, the Angels, Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> Suck yeah. on that syntax. But anyway, you're okay. taking your yeah, talents yeah. to I, South I, Bay. I, I'm take, yes, I'm taking to South Bay. We are <laughs> South well, Bay. Yeah. Oh, it is, it is technically South Bay. Um, I, we, I don't know if we're going to shorten it down, but it sounds like thus far we're going to have. Uh, there is going to be a relaunch of Anthropod slash Anthropodcast. Um, so we're, gonna, we're we're this is happening. Uh, this happened mainly for uh, two reasons. Um, I like. People paying attention to me, and uh, <laughs> no, that's not the main one. Um, I did want to get back into it. Um, I think that having a news outlet, uh, it's really just something that there's there's some things out there. But I think having a show for it, there was a lot, t- tons of people who were just like, "God, I didn't know this much stuff happened in the fandom." I, I I'm I was it was great. I didn't know this, you know, that this happened or this happened, and, and these conventions are coming up. So it was really kind of nice to have that. Uh, the other one was because some jerk on a podcast was mentioning something about awards and said something to the extent of, or Flane, that guy, and he can have an award on maybe, you know, Maybe not having a podcast, <laughs> and you know that that incited a rage inside of me that caused me to suddenly need to text message him, telling me that he would suffer well. Um, so uh, I do have to thank you, KM. For uh, I looked at it, my phone. I'm like, is Flame drunk? What's going on? <laughs> no, it was one. Of, on? It was one of those moments of like terrific clarity because it's just like. I was listening, and for the first, you know, and this will go into my other rant, but it was like the the first time I'd actually like sat down. I'm like, you know, these these guys are my friends. I've popped up on their show. I need to actually like, honest to God, start listening. And, and it was the first time you'd been listening. Yeah, and, I uh, mean, I, I, that, that, it is the terrible, the terrible. I mean, besides the fact that you know, I, I've listened to like which show was I on? All right, oh god, I'm so good. And, and now I listen back and I'm like, God, I'm so drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not as bad tonight. But yeah, it was the one episode with Dom Ryu, which, uh-huh. you know, and I was just like, oh, cool, it's Don, awesome, it's great to to listen to him because he's one of my you know back home Atlanta buds, and uh, just to, to hear that, and I was just like, okay, Kim, let's do this. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm not drunk, but I'll get there. <laughs> So yeah, I'll get I was kind of you. I was so I do. Uh, I decided to go ahead and do the break that uh, it's going to be starting back up. Um, uh, the host of the show is going to be myself. Um, I have pulled in two other people to help me with it. Uh, one is going to be an on-air uh, an on-air personality. The other one is actually going to help us out with a bunch of the editing and show up, you know, when he can. Uh, one of them you may know um, who has been on the show recently because I actually heard him uh, on one of the mo- more recent episodes. I'm going to have Jacoby. Uh, so oh, a little yeah. bit. We had, of, we had not Jacoby on the not show, Jacobi. apparently. <laughs> one, um, of, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, he's going to be, or maybe I'll get not Jacoby. I'm really not certain which one I can get. It will be. I think. It, I think it's just. Schrodinger's I think. It, I think it depends on uh, how much he's had to drink. Uh, as far as which one shows. We'll do up. a crap shoot on it and figure out. Um, the other person who was nice enough to uh, decide to help out is uh, Potoru. Uh, oh. he, he's gonna yeah like Gru. He's cool. yeah Gru's awesome. He's uh, actually the chairman over at Feral, and he's he does a lot of audio editing. I guess he does some stuff in the uh, area up there in Toronto. He has a pink mohawk. Yeah, yeah, uh, d- yeah it's, you know, adding a little bit of you know. I know that I rock out in you know punk wear right now, but um, you know, I, good to we have. Appreciate you taking all the earrings off so they don't jingle on the air. Well, you know, I kept the stud in on my tongue, so well, I, I, I hope it doesn't click around too many times during the. Uh, the show but depends on what you're doing with it oh shoot, what do you want to <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah uh we're gonna be relaunching um i believe um we haven't we're still we're still going through the process of figuring out everything it's going to be uh kind of redesigned we're uh changing a few of the aims we're looking at our shows so not looking at these huge expansive long shows like sometimes they've done in the past but um and uh, we we as i said we still got to figure out we might do you streams it's kind of dependent on bandwidth but um yeah, we're trying to figure that. I'm hoping that it can be late next month, but as I said, I've got to figure out some of the fun stuff like setting up a web page and getting that set and figuring out how to get iTunes to maybe sort of somehow pull across the RSS feed, which does, if you've ever had to change your RSS feed, it's a nightmare. Yeah, you're probably better off just setting up something Yeah, new. that's pretty much what it's. It, it, the, iTunes has the worst system for changing your RSS. It's just like, put this in your RSS feed. I can't do that. It's automatically generated. Oh, <laughs> SOL. Well, we've been messing with Podcast Alley for a while. They had another one that said, if you want to claim your RSS feed, you have to put this thing into it. And so I put the thing into it, but apparently like... At the point where I put the thing into the RSS feed, it stops picking up the episodes because it hasn't mm-hmm. it hasn't like refreshed them in twenty episodes or something. So I have to go log in and see what's up with that. But I'm kind of not motivated to do that because I don't know anyone who actually goes there and tries to listen to it through them. Yeah, so, so some of the weird podcast technology like that. A lot, a lot of it is made to make life easy, but you know, if anything changes, it makes life so hard. I think for us, everyone either just goes to the feed directly like the pulls the rss into their reader or they go to itunes mm-hmm. i don't know anyone who I wants th- to do anything else. i think on the old stream if i can still put something up there i might put a hey get the new show here please k thanks but, but um, if anyone's out there by the way who would like to listen to the podcast some other way that we've not made available yet um send us an email or you guys can email kit directly at kit at com. And he will try to make that happen. Back in the back in the old days, with uh, when we were trying to press discs for Clawcast, it came up that we were doing uh, MP3s, and I think it was Zim that came up with like, dude, we should also do ones for you know, do wave files and stuff. I'm like, you do realize that would be <laughs> one per disc? <laughs> be like, this is this is awesome. I can listen to it in my car, and uh, yeah. So please pay fifteen bucks for this one episode. I, that that would be great. <laughs> also, you can just email Kit at that address if you feel oh, like saying hi to him. He likes that. Yep, <laughs> I do have. I do, and th- this is a terribly funny gift. And um, I was told by my girlfriend I could not give you this because uh, it embarrasses her shit. So, um, but what happened was last night. 
uh, we were doing the business, and um, we I have these uh, these these special condoms that I like. See, I'm gonna take it there. All right, that's good. We're an right. adult podcast, yes. and um, everyone and, who listens to this is 18 and, or over. and they're printed. And yes. I'm sad that it was the only one, but after the business was done, um, I looked down at the wrapper, and it was an, a cartoon otter. I swear what? to God, what wow. it wasn't a car. I just looked at it. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. I was just like, oh, that would have been perfect. But I, I immediately went to my because this is what I do right after the business is immediately jump to my dresser drawer and think of fun things to do. To business, but. <laughs> That's a soundbite there, kid. Remember that. So, so the lesson is, if we want Flane to be creative in the furry community, he's got to get some on a regular basis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but so what I did is I went and I picked out two of them. Um, you, so you might have some use. No, unfortunately, as I said, there was no otters left. Uh, if you want, I could bring you the old wrapper that I opened, no. but I didn't think it would have much use to you. But... I thought you would probably get a kick out of that one. Uh, it is of a football. Wow. Yep. It is. And it says Hut 1 on it. Yep. And uh, this one is Howl at 1, oh, which nice. has a, a moon and a howling uh, canine wow. of some point. But these are these are one Pleasure Dome condoms. I am, I am familiar with this brand. Yeah. Very nice. I did, in fact, have one at one point. <laughs> and now have, you have another one. Now I have another one. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I could make your night with a condom. Yes. Hopefully, uh, by the time this podcast airs, I will have been to Furry Fiesta and back. It won't have this anymore. Uh, <laughs> someone's got goals. <laughs> Everyone has to have to goals be, in life. T- to be revisited on our podcast at Furry Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cam, how are you on it? So, Cam, how's it going? I've still got it on, and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> put put it on when I landed. Oh. Stewardess didn't like it, but whatever. <laughs> she didn't like it at first. <laughs> oh, uh, um, serious. Anyway, yep. Well, cool. We're looking forward to the relaunch of Answer Podcast, and you know, Clawcat. Podcast. <laughs> I, I listen. The first time I was here, I ruined your podcast. So you know, <laughs> this is the danger of always putting a microphone in front of me. I'm just going to go. So we broke it or <laughs> made it better. And now, and now, all of you guys out there have an idea of what his new podcast is going to be like. And if you want to hear more about the business, <laughs> you'll have to tune into the new Answer Podcast. So, Ladies in the casket. So before business. we launch into email, shall we go on to? Oh yeah, we have something for Flame to unwrap too. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, well, you didn't, shouldn't have. We uh, we provided fortune cookies for the for the entire crew. Oh, and uh, okay. All right. Wait, I I was told that we got to do the plastic sound a little bit too. Oh yeah, you enjoy that cookie. Uh, oh, and then you read it. What's that cookie tell you, baby? This is interesting. Hmm. Mine is. An enjoyable vacation is awaiting you near the mountains. Wow. I was going to go down to, like, some Santa Cruz wineries soon. Hmm. I was going to say, there's no mountains in Dallas. No, but there's mountains around here. The mountains got a lot of snow this week. I don't know if you've seen. Mm. 
They I know, I saw some yeah. snow like yeah. on the way over here. I was like, them clouds sure is slow. Don't worry, it stays up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come down here. Uh, mine says, remember one month from this date. Okay. Your lucky star is shining. You always get lucky more than me. <laughs> this is the, tw- well, I am married. <laughs> this is the, Kyle just lucky, I guess. <laughs> This is the um, this is the twentieth. So March twentieth. Where are we going to be? Is that uh, is that Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to be at FWA in a month. Yeah. Wish I was going, but now I noticed that the the uh, plane tickets have jumped up to like five hundred bucks. I was like, wah, wah. it's cool, Flan. I'll be here that weekend. Yeah, All right. right, we can cuddle. Sweet. We have, we have freaking flower miles. So, yep. Mine uh, mine has a. A little bit of fun to it. Uh, one that has a bee on it, which I very I appreciate. Oh yeah, um, all the lucky bees out here. Your uh, long ago lost money will be coming back to you, which is great because I just did my taxes. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, awesome. Kent, what does yours say? Success is yours. Now is the time to go confidently forward. Awesome, but not to go straight. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the opposite it's is very well yours. The opposite is failures as yours. Go successfully backwards. Yes. GB2 fortune. We do all have lucky fortunes. We have some emails to read, which Flane is going to help us out with. Emails! Um, what we are going to start yes. with the vocal stylings of KM Hirosaki. So this is a quick one. Hey there, K-named podcasters. Hey. Plus Flane, who's a half-named podcaster. <laughs> I know the book recommendation time has passed. Oh, it's never too late for book recommendations. Recently, however, I stumbled across some books which might qualify for our furry persuasion. Dog on it. Note the pun in that word. <laughs> a Chet and Bernie mystery and subsequent sequels by Spencer Quinn. Uh, the books are about a private investigator narrated from the perspective of the P.I.'s dog. It is adorable, endearing, and gives various ways on injecting species into the book, with regular emphasis and explanation of smells, for instance. From Rashan. Um, Thanks, I actually Rashan. haven't. Yep, thank you. I don't think I've heard of these books, but no, I haven't either, thank but you for pointing them out. I do like the conceit of the the pet narrating the, um, yeah. the stories. There's I, that's a that's a motif that's been used before, and I'm trying to figure out where specifically. Um, like something fairly well known. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what. I, I know they've done. Um, and not look who's talking now. I know they've done Sherlock Holmes stories. Oh God, I love that. Movie. Um, about Toby <laughs> the <you>. dog. <laughs> I say that in jest. I hate it. <laughs> but no, that sounds cool. We will have to check it out. Then there's Look Who's Talking Two, which is the baby. Well, no, hey, look who's no, talking no, no. was look the who's baby. talking was the baby. Look who's, look who's talking two brought Roseanne Barr in. As oh the other yeah! Baby. Then look who's talking now was hi. <laughs> I'm in your movie. Don't worry, say, I'm speaking away. It shouldn't spike too bad. My back hurts. <laughs> now my front <laughs> hurts. <a> <laughs> that was that was pretty amusing. I'm amused that Richard Lewis has parlayed his frequent curb your enthusiasm appearances into a commercial appearance <laughs> um, because as far as i know he's not really doing anything else maybe <laughs> you shouldn't give me a job all right hello sheathers i'm writing this in ep- response to episode 65 i uh, just wanted to tell uh, this actually we're going to break into this message to uh for a public service announcement from km 
about what to do when you're writing us letters in response to something that we said in an episode? Oh, yes. When you're going to refer to past episodes that we do, uh, try to give us some context about what you're referring to. Um, just because when you do these week after week after week, it all blurs together and, you know... Especially since we have like a month and a half lag between letters. And it, yeah, like letters and then like by the time we record them and by the time they're aired, like there's just so much time has passed. And unless you tell us what you're talking about, odds are like we're not going to know. I mean, I even listen to our old... or I listen to episodes when they come out. Like I make a habit of listening to every show we put out. But at this point, um, episode sixty-five yeah. was like th- almost three months ago. Yeah, so like I don't, I don't know what that refer- and and, and I'm, this isn't like me yelling at you here. <laughs> so no, I no, I'm I just saying it, it. It will allow us, allow us and our audience to get more out of the letters. Yeah, because I'm sure that like the audience is going like episode sixty-five. What one was that? But but thank you for identifying and the episode because now they can go back and listen to right. that one if they want to hear about it. But then there's going to be you know your uh, your people are just like episode sixty-five. Of course you should know what happened. That's yeah, I think I remember Notcast was had some fans like that where Fuzzwolf said, "Oh, episode seven and someone was like, "Oh yeah, episode seven. That was the one where you read this letter from such and such and this letter from such and such." And Fuzzwolf the was like, oh, okay, if, if you say so." Anyway, see if it were Star Wars, I could tell you. Well, that's because they only had six episodes. <laughs> read the email, Kyle. I just wanted to tell you my views on being an open furry. And I hope that my experiences can help others as well. I've been openly furry for about two and a half years now, and I'd say that the best way to deal with it is how you present it at first. I always tell people that a furry is, quote, a person who is part of an online community based around art and literature of animals and anthropomorphic characters, end quote. As Kyle NKM said, you don't have to go into details about what you like specifically, as and as Kyle is interjecting now, you probably should not. Yeah, don't do but that. But if you tell them that half the time, if you tell them that half the time they will accept the answer, and the other half of the time they'll ask you what an anthropomorphic character is. To which I say, like Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse, presenting the furry community with something that everyone can relate to will help immensely. Like the sexy cover to the Robin Hood DVD. I, I personally, oh god, <laughs> I, I personally, um, I personally John. use Disney's Robin Hood. Actually, I was just yeah. going to say Disney's Robin Hood. Because most people are familiar with that, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, walking, talking foxes." Sure, I actually plus he's a out. fox. So. I pulled that out while watching a Sharks game in the lobby of uh, Further Confusion on Monday. You pulled the DVD out? No, I pulled out the Robin Hood reference oh, to okay. explain to somebody what the whole shindig was he, about. He pulled out something on a shark. Um, <laughs> I thank you for your time in reading this letter, and I hope it will help many who wish to come out of the furry closet. I'm sure it's quite warm in there with all that fur. Thanks again, Jay Hopkins, aka Sai the Cheetah. P.S. KM's rant certainly was a mouthful. Wait, what? Thank you for taking care of our obligatory blowjob reference. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, that's cool. I, I don't. I, I know that a lot of people do think of there being like a furry closet, and I don't think of that necessarily so much yeah. because I don't make an effort to hide it from people. I just don't talk about it. No, I mean, like... like I'm allowed to wear, like, you know, as, as with most people who live in the area around which our mountain bunker is centered, um, you know, there's not really a strict dress code. Like, people don't really need to really wear business clothes. And, like, yeah, I'll wear, like, a furry con t-shirt to work and, like, not really bat an eyelash. And, like, nobody says anything about it usually. Yeah, and um, I, just, I wear business clothes. Yeah. And when I say I, I go to a science fiction convention on the weekends, nobody asks, well, what's the focus of that science fiction convention? 
And like, I, I think it's it's, it's funny because I was, I was wearing an Anthrocon shirt one day, and my no, actually no, it wasn't. I was uh, I was putting in requests for my days off <laughs> one year to go to Anthrocon, and my boss did see me wearing like furry shirts one on. He's like, he goes, "Wait a minute, are you going to Anthrocon?" And I'm like, "Actually, yeah." And he's like, "Oh my god, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like. I was like, that's so funny. Like, just because like he happened to know what Anthrocon was, and he's like, "Is that where you're going?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay," but yeah, like I hear people talk about like, "Oh, like never let anyone know you're a furry, or like you'll lose your job." And I'm like, "Where the fuck do you work?" I, I, you know, I have a little bit. I, I only, I don't wear stuff that's like blatantly and terribly, you know, that that says it. And maybe it's just my own comfort level of just like not wanting to go around in you a t-shirt that says, you know. You know, Furry Week in Atlanta or something like that that actually states it. That's why, like, I love the feral gear because it was just like feral, just written right. in a it's really just, nice really text. It's just like, yeah. okay, somebody could look at that and go, that looks really good and not have to get into a big conversation about it. But yeah, Kit and I have worn our hoodies out. Yeah, it's out it, and about, you know. But on the other hand, you know, there, there's there's ones that I certainly would wear. There's some that, you know, at least in my, uh, my thoughts, like, um, I'm trying to remember the artist, but she has uh, some T-shirts that she sell- sells that you that she sells by the seashore. Um, <laughs> that she sells that have pretty much like a fox, and she, he's in his boxers and looking kind of coy. And I'm just kind of like, well, that's mm, a little bit questionable for public, but you know, different strokes, like different a Michelle folks. Light shirt. Yeah. yeah, Michelle Light. That's it. Yeah, um, well, be- I have like a kind of racy Michelle Light shirt myself. You do. Yeah, I that, kind of that one I actually do sort of, like, before I put that on, I'm like, am I going anywhere today that I would be embarrassed to be seen wearing this? I kind of like the ones that um, Kiovi's doing. She's actually, got, my like, roommate was wearing a Kiovi shirt earlier today. She's got, like, the... The one with the dog with the, the ninja wrap on his head. The dog, mm-hmm. um, there's the, there's a coffee company one, which I, I forget exactly what it is. Yeah, and I know which one you're talking about, though. And there's the Citra shirts, but they just kind of look like maybe retro company logo yeah, yeah. logo I mean, gear and it's there, not something that people would be like oh my god you're a furry They'd i mean like oh that's an interesting I think, design i think the great stuff i mean there's several artists who have gotten stuff up on woot and have gotten stuff on threadless like I'm wearing on the front shirt right now actually. yeah i know there there you go where you know it's stuff that's just generalized or it's really cute and it's expandable to everybody um that's that's kind of what i like i'm i'm not as I'm not as open to just kind of lay it out there to anybody, um, but that's also just the entire fact. I have no fear of if somebody comes up to me at a con and is like, dude, what's up with these people with tail, you know, tails? Right. This email is exactly what I say. I go down the, oh, well, it's, you know, people who like, uh, you know, things with animal features to it like Bugs Bunny and they usually go oh and then walk away um, right, right. they don't go oh my god you sick freak like and again like I think we need to as a fandom get over this persecution complex like yes dickholes from something awful have historically made fun of us but, like the average person has no idea we exist nor do they care but the get thing over that, it the thing that I love thus far is that the fandom has grown up to that ha- have you noticed like in the span oh, of five years yeah it used to be the fact that something awful or some web page would write something and the fandom would explode how could some Somebody not like us. We're awesome in this, and in about well, five we are years, awesome. yeah. Well, but, we are. 
but in five years, people have gone to this more like, okay, so some jerks on the internet said words about us. Can we just keep going? You know, each time that somebody does a TV special. But then there was Tyra Gate. (laughs) Let's not relive those days. Uh, Yeah, but even that was over kind of fast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, from the days where you had the Vanity Fair article and you had the Sex (sighs) 2K, where those were, like, month-long endeavors of just... Drama. Of just dealing For years, Vanity (laughs) Fair was, like, the name drop to make of, like, let's... it's. it was like never forget Vanity yeah. Fair. It, like, it, and before that, I'm pulling out my gray muzzle card. Before that, it was Wired. Yes, it was Wired. Yeah, I mean, we've. I think the fandoms. I mean, even though there's been a steady stream of people coming in, it's almost like we older folks. You know, we gray muzzles thirty plus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a gray muzzle yet. Ha. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, or at least in that definition. Um, you just fist pounded me. As, it was a lie. You lied to me through fist pound. I hate when people do that. <laughs> well, I think, too, that the, the younger folks that are coming into the fandom are coming into it from a standpoint of ever uh, the people their age are all into video games and Pokemon and Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and, and whatever the hell else people are into these days. Um and they're like, furry is not weirder than all of this other crap. And they're, I, th- I think in general, the younger people are tend to be less self conscious about it than younger people did five were five years ago because there's so many other little anime fan, the, like the video game fandoms have mm-hmm. really exploded the last five or six years. Well, and I also think people have gotten more used to the internet in general. Where oh, right. they're, they're they all know more about the furries. Fact that, well, to, that, you know, you can find information on furries. You can do big web searches. And the number one thing that when you search furry, I doubt is a something awful article now. It's probably something far more relevant. Probably, probably a furry. Wikipedia com. or something like that. It used to, for a while, it was like Peter Katz, like guide to furry. I know that. Yeah, but I mean, that's how and people have kind of understand understand the unwritten laws of the internet where it's just like okay people are going to you know nobody goes into youtube now and goes god these people are just so mean you know they've, they've gotten used to the fact that there are d-bags on the internet saying d-baggery things on the so. other hand you still have documentary specials from the learning channel um called in the my strange fetish series which mm-hmm. included a feature on fursuits yeah along with the woman who likes to eat her own skin ah there's a word for that so one of the there there was a just a not to pull this along too much uh further well you got a question to read next yeah i've got that i'm stalling um (laughs) but no there was actually a documentary that went through a whole bunch of conventions and it went to like a just a general sci-fi convention it went to an anime convention and then it went to a furry convention and it seemed like okay this is a little weird they're just dopey and they dance around and they do everything and i know that uh kage was on there and he he was doing his kage um you know mm-hmm. and everything i do a terribly good kage um but i need more wine first <laughs> oh excuse me um but you know that that happened and then it moved to dragon con and there was no different like separation of like oh god these this is kind of weird look at that guy's spiky hair and then it just turned sinister <laughs> just like and now for the late night shows i'm putting this uh this hot skewer through my arm and you immediately forgot about the fandom holy crap <laughs> it was it was literally just like now just scream louder cuz it helps me ah! <laughs> 
is just, just cranking Dude, it right yeah. through his arm. I hear nothing but horror stories about Dragon Con. Oh, God, Dragon Con oh. is insane. Like, I hear, it's like, oh, it's like, you think a furry con is weird? Check out Dragon Con. Oh that's a real freak God. show. Wow. That place is insane. I mean, that's probably comic Like, it's yeah. it's probably like Comic-Con, but it has, I don't know. Yeah, it's like Comic-Con on meth. I, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think, because my body needs that. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody at Comic-Con put hot skewers through their arms intentionally, although one person did put a pencil through another person's face I last mean, year. But it's at different, like, they used to victory. do this, but Guar had, like, it wasn't naked, but it was, like, crazy thonged guy sci-fi wrestling at some point. Like, wow. Yeah, no. Just these strange I mean, the, things. And, and even was, at Comic-Con, they had, th- there was that incident where the two guys were fighting over a seat that had been saved in one of the halls. And one of and they were friends, and one of them just like jabbed the other one in the face with the pencil near the eye, which through the telephone game got turned into stabbed in the eye. Not actually true, but like the next day, there were people wandering around Comic Con with hastily made impromptu costumes of an eye patch and like a little signs that said "Save me a seat" and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was really amusing. So. No, Comic-Con, Comic-Con's awesome. Everyone's dying for a cheap cosplay costume. But, uh... So, yeah, okay, yeah. Here so we go, go ahead and read your letter. There's more about Let's furry see, in that, that one. Is that the, it's the, hello the next one? Or? It is the next one. Okay. It's the one that starts, That's hello again, esteemed stage, stages of the furry bent. See, you already started it. You should know. Um, <clears throat> I did voiceover work. I'm trying to get into it. Hello again, esteemed stages of the furry bent. <laughs> you said stages, too. <laughs> Hey, hello again. Well, esteemed sages just kind of comes off funny. Hello again, esteemed sages of the furry bent. Hopefully this attempt at evading the peace of your mountain bunker finds you all happy and healthy. I have a few questions for you this time around, so I'll do my best to keep the email short, which wow. he failed to do. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, if that's your... Uh, there's a bunch of double characters. If that's your best, that, that is true. I kind of wonder how long it was originally. <laughs> First off, do you have a preference one way or the other for hard copies of books or ebooks? You won't hit these one on one since there's a few. Sure, this uh, one's kind of easy. Hard copies. Yeah, hard copies too. I don't even own an ebook reader. Although I, I guess do, it's but, called and, a phone. And I will say there's convenience to it, and I love the fact that I can take a whole bunch of books with me just in this one little device. But man, if I have the choice, I'm, I'm you know we're going on a lot of plane trips in the next month. And I am going to bring my Kindle, but I'm also going to bring two or three regular paper books. Yeah, I take pride in my bookshelf. Yeah, I kind of do too. I mean, uh, there's, I, I just can't sit there at a computer. I, 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 my life is sitting at a computer screen, staring at words, telling me things. I can't. I don't think I could stand sitting there and staring at a screen and looking at more words. But I love, like, I, I just like having a book, something that's tangible and that I can go back to. Because I feel like if it's something where it is just a tablet or something, or even if it's on my phone, you know, I'll forget it's even there. Part of the fun is going through your bookshelf and going, oh, I like that. Yeah, let me let me hit that again. But uh, let's see. Oh, people are writing. Okay, uh, I'll continue on. Uh, having recently bought an iPad, I found it not... I found I cannot abandon my love of paper despite the advantage of a bright backlit forcing me to stay awake as long as possible. I also like to keep hard copies for the inevitable explanation of, oh, you have not read that yet, which usually leads to a trip to the nearest second-hand bookstore for a newly vacated piece on my shelves. 
Secondly, I decided to try my hand at writing again and was wondering if you have any advice on introducing the concept of furry characters to a mainstream audience without adding in a prologue describing it. I have only recently started reading and writing anthropomorphic fiction, so I have no idea which authors to look for at the examples of introducing humanoid characters, as most of what I see within the fandom is tailored to a furry audience. I don't dislike that catering, but at the same time I want the challenge of introducing furry characters to those with no exposure to the concept. Like Bugs Bunny, (laughs) Yiffington J. Fox stood on two legs. Um... Yeah, so, because there's a PS after this, so I guess we can talk about this now. Yeah. Um, I actually, I actually replied to his email okay. addressing the PS, because that was mostly a technical. He, he went, he's, okay. He's talking about, uh, we'll talk about it when we get to it, but yeah. Okay. Um, my experience with this, don't worry about over-explaining things. Give your readers more credit than that. Honestly, the idea of walking, talking to two-legged animal people isn't that far-fetched. Right. I mean, it, you can, I mean, in my experience, I mean, I have written furry fiction and have given it to people in writing courses that I have taken, which have been like workshop style where it's like, okay, here's a group of like 15 people, none of whom are furries except Kyle. Um, <laughs> and you know, like, they're all going to read, you know, your story and get back to you. And they're like, yeah, like nobody, like they, there they, was some confusion yeah, about it. There's like, some confusion. They wanted to know, uh, like were they four foot or two foot because it was unclear well i talk about them having hands and yeah. wearing clothes but like and then they'll like do like the foxes want to eat the rabbits right and stuff like that well not in this story they don't you know um, i just i just had the, that, that um that one website reviews by jesse wave mm-hmm. reviewed out of position and isolation play and they're not furries at all no um I, and actually this is kind of it might be considered cheating but you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, and if you give them a book, even with just a cover that has the the furry critters on it, that gives them a frame of reference immediately to say, "Oh, okay, it's a person with fur and the head of an animal and the tail of an animal, and and the cock of an animal, <laughs> oh. depending on how you want to do it." Hold on, I need to f list this up. If you uh, got yeah, if you got if you got blotch doing your art, yeah, yeah, but um. But yeah, I find if you can if you could get a picture, um, introducing it in writing is I've done it. It's not. I, I think it's hard to do without it feeling forced. Yeah. In fact, like I just got handed like a three page story beginning the other day. It's like, can you just look at this? And I was like, okay, sure. And again, there was that sort no, of like KM does not do that all the time. I, no, this was for like somebody I've known for a long time. Um, and they were like, look, it's like a few hundred words. Can you just look at it and get back to me in like a week? And I was like, sure. Um, I picked up the lighter and <laughs> no, <laughs> my, my E lighter. But yeah, it was that same sort of like, you don't need to apologize to the reader for the fact that your characters are walking, talking animal people. Like, just don't do that. Getting the grabby hands. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, be minimal, use pictures if you can. Yeah. You're looking at me. Um, There's more to the letter. I don't. Oh, know. okay. All right. If you had, if you had other stuff to contribute, um, go ahead. If not, then I mean, I think in many cases, and I think I, we were dis- w- describing this a little earlier, was um, catering challenge introducing. Um, I mean, I, I've done a little bit of write, just side writing on my own. I've kind, and I've I admit that I've kind of hit this where it's just like, all right, well. 
how many times do I need to state that it's, you know, a coyote and, you know, to make sure, reinforce that that's the image, that this is the coyote and, you know, associate with this with this. It's, it's, it's something where I th- I, I agree with you on that, um, where if you're, you don't have an, an image to go with it, it is a, a harder race to kind of get through. Yeah. Where, um, and that's why I think that I like, you know, things that cheat like comics and stuff like that, where it's just like, I don't have to hear it. There was this, you draw it, this is words, go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just something you kind of have to fight through, um, to, and that's a good editor could probably tell you, Hey, you, you tried too hard or wait, who is this again? Oh, okay. Well, you know, try and be a, you know, a little bit less vague on it. Right. You know, you, 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 with practice, you'll always figure out what the, what the right mix is as long as you can be critical about your own writing and go, well, was I, did it make sense to me if I had not written this? Right. So, let's um, see. Yeah. So, finish off the letter. We could skip the PS because the PS is just kind of a yeah, technical thing. And, I, yeah, and as I said, I replied to him already. Not so. really relevant. Yeah. And we're trying, we're. Running, we got the short on time signal for grabby text, hands. So, yeah, um, yeah, but I'll, I'll make this uh, the last bit. My humble thanks to all of you for giving so much time to inspire and assist us listeners, and for making it excessively hard for me to avoid writing more than music. Aww. Kindest regards, Cluffy, the Squeaky Panther, who now comes in guitarists, bassets, and amateur writer models. Get yours I just today. have to say parenthetically that his full name is Cluffy Folly. Yeah, I, I didn't know Cluffy was a panther. I didn't know either. I was th- I, I picture him as a collie. That's good because I, I thought that was totally or the fox whole fox collie mix. I thought I thought Cluffy Folly was a play on like Fluffy Collie. Right. Me too. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Whatever. Make up your mind, Cluffy. What the hell kind of animal are hey, you? He was my thousandth follower on Twitter. So. What the hell, like Cluffy? Him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Kyle Gold and Cam Hirasaki, hey. first. I would like to thank you all for the material you have put out over the years. Hi. I would like to thank you for all the material you have put out over the years. You're welcome. (laughs) Flayne welcomes you. I am a long-standing fan and returning customer. Come back. Flayne will give you a condom in more ways than one. This question is particularly directed at Kyle, but I think it's a legitimate question for you both. Thanks. I'll be like sideline tacked onto the to the question. Well, I have noticed that in many of Kyle's stories, architectural elements and details are very meticulously described. Waterways and pendant, in particular. I may be a little extra sensitive to this, as I am an intern architect. Ooh. I am the architect. Don't be him. Wow. But I have and always his, appreci- and his name is so appropriate. Also, I know, <laughs> but I have always appreciated those details <laughs> unique to each species' needs. We call this Fergonomics. They usually have panels on it. Uh, I, is there a reason that these uh, elements are so important to you? Furthermore, do you believe that by creating basic solutions for the challenges that an anthropomorphic animal would deal with in daily life makes for a more believable setting slash world? Yes. yes. Thank you for the podcast. They make the days go quick while endlessly while I toil endlessly in AutoCAD Daedalus, which, which I is guess an means awesome he, name for an architect. Yeah, also like for writing in about advice like you're just doomed to not ever have anyone listen to your warnings. <laughs> um and nobody can get out of your buildings. But, um, <laughs> we're uh <laughs> It's all wrong. I think um well, Flake could get out. Yeah. Hey, ceilings! Um, <laughs> hey, I have enough trouble ceiling. with sky rises, all right? Um, That's good. Then. Yeah, and I think this goes back to the previous letter where if you focus on, if you if you give a little bit, 
of the architectural detail of a world, then that gives people a sense of how the characters interact with it, which gives them a sense of the characters. And we always say that one of the critical things in a story that you have to be able, that you have to gain with experience is figuring out how much detail and which detail to give the reader. Because you have to give them the right details and exactly enough so that they have a complete picture of what's going on, but not so many details that they get bored and walk away. And so, I mean, for me, those details are interesting because I like thinking about, you know, how would, simply because, you know, we're, we just like walk around and we don't like climbing, but we do retain some, yeah. some vestiges of our monkey ancestry because we love bunk beds. I love oh, yeah. bunk beds. Oh, I do too. And, I would uh, always claim top bunk when I was in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. well, which one of us has a microphone in front of him? Oh. Boom. Um, oh. <laughs> well, welcome to Anthro Podcast we episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anthro Podcast will be hosting the lost episode of Unsheen. <laughs> um, uh, Wait, it's the other way around. No. But like you know, foxes like foxes and weasels like burrows. We were never underground dwelling people, so right. I mean, hell, if you come to California, you you have a better chance of uh, better chance of finding a snowstorm than finding a basement. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we do we do still have that climbing thing because we love to climb trees. We love to be, you know, just get up high on things. I'm gonna. Look at I'm kids. gonna stick to that. When you when you take kids out places, they just want to climb on everything. Yeah, they're little monkeys. They just climb on shit. Well, yeah. I mean, and lot. I mean, that is the thing. Lots of animals have. They like to be sort of yeah. up high because it's a position of strength and yeah. blah blah blah. But, but like other things, like not just the architecture, like things like clothing, like the whole like tail clasp on a pair of pants. If right. you're a fox, you're not going to thread your tail through a through hole in anything. No. Like your underwear, sure, because your underwear stretches. But, like, not a pair of jeans or a pair of slacks. Like, you're going to need to just clasp it over that. And, actually, if you think about where the tail is, you could also just sort of not have to worry about having a hole in your pants for the tail. It could just sort of go down over the waistband. Oh, could. Sorry, you're talking about holes in Fox's pants, and it's just distracting me so much. Yeah, this reminds me of the story I was told yesterday. But, oh, anyway, hopefully um, that, um, yeah, hopefully that uh, answers your hopefully question. Hopefully that answers the question. We'll get on to the last one. Dear Kyle, KM, and any guest you two may have lured into your clutches. I don't think we lured Flane into our clutches. I think he broke in the front door. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on your show! <laughs> I'm writing you once again to seek your more experienced advice on my writing efforts. For this email, I've chosen my current issue of Porn vs. Plot. You see, I'm wanting to oh. write a longer story, my average length being six, <clears throat> that is both enjoyable, plot-driven, <laughs> and capable of forcing someone to clean up their keyboard. The issue I'm having, however, is that I'm finding it difficult to write a story that has a plot beyond let's get naked and fuck, but still has a nice level of raunchy and lustful behavior. We abbreviate that lagnaf. Yeah. <laughs> to simplify the issue at hand, do you have any advice for writing a story that encompasses both plot and porn? From the literary fennec, Eli Lapso. Um, write a good story that involves a relationship. Yes. Read many of our to people's stories that's that tends to be our mo is yeah there's sex but it's also a story even my pizza fox story where it's basically delivery boy porn has a plot to it I and mean, a relationship and a relationship I spoiler mean, if um, you're gonna write like a mystery a murder mystery story you're gonna have a lot more trouble working sex into it but 
you know, most stories at their heart should involve a relationship between no, no. some of the characters. I, know, I have a murder mystery sex story. It's called The Fox and the Unspeakable Horror. That's not a murder mystery sex story. Yes, it is. That's a Lovecraft pastiche parody. <laughs> but there's a murder mystery. It's not a real mystery. Shut up, it is. And I even resolve the mystery at the end. I will write you a real murder mystery with oh, pouring oh, in it. Here go go right. for it. Oh, here it comes. I welcome it. Oh. Have I? Which one did I write? Oh, well, Pendant of Fortune, actually, is a murder mystery, too, with with furry porn. And uh, and I have a Sherlock Holmes story. But you can't read that. But I'm apparently not allowed to read that. Um, <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant y'all listening, not you. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I'm also not allowed to read that, because I thought Holmes was public domain, but he's not. It's just got a little laser coming the, out uh, of the page. There, there's the, the family of, of Conan Doyle, like sold the copyright to someone but then they claim the person who sold it didn't have the right to sell it so like the it was a branch where there were brothers and one of the brothers sold it and then okay. the other people still have claim to it but the people he sold it to also claim it so it's tied up in court yeah, or something. But I mean, you have the story on your computer that doesn't mean you're allowed to read it i know i know at what time at what point does sherlock hound show up uh not in my story oh actually. okay Ooh. Ooh, oh, rule 34, oh, oh. Sherlock Hound and Slylock Fox. Get Make it, it happen. All right, find it. All right. <laughs> I got the All laptop. Right. Speaking of story challenges. Yes. Oh. Um, plus one on that on our, segue. On our last episode, we read two stories, one of which was written by me, one of which was written by KM. Yes. We posted them online. People have guessed. And Flane, on his way here, was listening to the two stories. Um. I believe that um, when we posted them, the one that was called A in the podcast is called 1 on FA, and the one that was called 1 is called A on FA. So I think they got swapped around. But the first one that was read on the podcast is the one that starts with the swizzle, swizzle, swizzle noise. And the second one, the is, second one is the one with the cosmos. The one that begins with Avalon. Yes. So... Flane has a guess as to who wrote which. Oh, here, here I go. I'm going to terribly munge this up. So and, let's see. Well, it can't be worse than your Super Bowl prediction. Oh, <laughs> we still have time to get into it. My, when, the game itself, I predicted damn close. But yeah, I think... Hey, uh, who's the only one sitting here who predicted even one of the teams correctly? Yeah, that's true. Thank yeah. you. And they didn't win, which How'd I didn't Patriots want them to. Do? But I also didn't want Green Bay oh. to win. <laughs> Okay, we can't talk about that. Hey, I'm hurting inside too. Yeah, but he actually went out the day before the game on our live podcast um, and not, uh, bragged let's, about. Let's hear how, Flane's guess about his yeah. <laughs> Listen, you didn't have a uh, girlfriend who was a massive Green Bay fan that you were giving shit for the entire day of just like we're gonna kick your ass. We're go oh, oh God, this is murder! <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so we have both been subjected to classical Greek hubris. Yeah. Then, yes. yes. Um, okay. Right. So my guess uh, is I'm going to take my talents to the Miami Heat. Um, <laughs> no, um, my guesses are Swizzle is KM, Avalon is Kyle. That you is are correct. correct. Yeah! Who's the bomb? Who's the bomb? I'm the bomb. I'm the so bomb. So for those people who still don't, who don't, who can't identify those stories, mine is the one with, with Danny and Justin and the one where, like, the Border Collie has, like, an attention span problem. Right. And mine is the one with, um, I, Alex. Eric. Eric. 
and someone and there's cosmos and he gets him the the border collie always is trying to get him to try new things and, and he gets him the cosmo that's not quite right and the we- the weirdest thing kind of led me one way to the other because i was just listening to the, the language itself oh yeah and there's one word that i've heard you use that i n- haven't heard him use or one word that kyle uses that i have not heard km use and it's ain't and one of the characters wow. specifically says ain't. And I was like, okay, gotcha. I know which way this it was is going to go. Because one, one of the commenters guessed that the use of the word slacks was what tipped him off. I said slacks this episode. <laughs> yeah, but you said he slacks off. No, no, no. I, was talking about <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just teasing. <laughs> he said earlier, take off um, your slacks, Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> so I did, account, I did account a little bit earlier today, and I think um, on people guessed my story correctly like eight excuse me 18 to 6 okay and people guessed your story correctly 14 to 7 um so people just didn't bother to vote on my story as much thanks everyone <laughs> apparently um and i, I didn't voted. there were there were a bunch of people guessing on the podcast journal itself and i didn't count all those but a lot of them seemed to be correct as well right um also eli so, lapso no we didn't we did not both right we didn't either of them how would that even and work? Also, well, <laughs> and also, we were not trying to imitate each other's styles. Uh, it was funny. The audience that we had here, we mentioned, was split 50-50, although not tube later said that he would have guessed differently if he had not thought that we were trying to imitate each other's styles, which... Kind of would kill the point of the exercise. Yeah, we really kind of we really weren't. But yeah. anyway, now you know. And, and knowing is half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. Uh, keep an eye out for Anthropodcast coming soon. By soon which, ish if you record, on our website and I RSS feed near you. If you record end of March, probably it'll be up in April. Yeah, so um, we're, we're we're still fi- figuring it all out. I've got to go get supplies. We can find you can probably find uh, that we'll have to redirect uh, web pages when it happens. the The current catalog's still out there if you want to go check it out at anthropod.org. Um, okay. So you can check out. I think the uh, first. Uh, something odd number of episodes i've also still got the Clawcast back catalog which I, i'll probably see if i can find a way to sneak that onto the new site because cool. I, people have been really clamoring to hear those again and uh let's see look for us at furry fiesta probably well we'll we're, actually we'll have already been there when by the time this yeah, comes out and i'll have already used flan's happy condom so do not do not we, look for when us. you use well, that, you have to look, think of me. Look, oh, I can do that. Oh. That'll make sure I stay hard enough to get the job done. Mm. <sighs> Touch. <laughs> Kit and I will be up in Seattle at Emerald City Comic Con uh, this coming weekend from when this is posted. Um, you can still use yours and think of me. We will be... Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to. We will be at FogCon in San Francisco, a speculative fiction convention at the Golden Gate Holiday Inn something on Van Ness. If you're local to the Bay Area and you want to meet some cool science fiction writers at a very small venue where I will probably not be very busy, come by and say hi. Um, After FogCon, we are going out to FWA. I don't believe we're going to do a podcast there because Cam will not be able to join us, but... You could always get uh, you could always get but some I'm of the doing, other fanfare like Donovan. Uh, so, we are going to hang out with Donovan. 
You need uh, Donocast. I'm going to do... Unsheathed Presents number whatever. I'm going to do a bunch of panels. I've talked to Hux out there already. I don't know if you know Hux. Oh, yeah, I know Hux. Good guy. Good guy. He's cool. He, he's been asking me actually for several years to come out to FWA and do some panels. So oh, he was I very excited to... Love um, that con. And we're excited to go out there. It'll be actually my first time in Atlanta. Not in Georgia, but mm-hmm. my first time in Atlanta. Uh, that, that con's my baby. I helped birth it, so... You get to see the current twisted, wife. Uh, the twisted inclina- uh, the twisted being it has become. I'm very excited to go to the world of Coke. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Go to the world of Coke, and they'll, they'll ha- they have this joke here the entire time, but you have to try Beverly. Oh, oh, no, I've tried it. Okay. I've oh. tried it in the pavilion at Epcot. Okay, yeah. That's the one that tastes horrible. Oh, God, it's awesome. Yes. It's, it's the greatest. <laughs> it's it's like any time you go to a foreign country and they're just like, here, here, have this. It's good. It's good. And you eat it and you're just like, ah, balls. And everybody just starts <laughs> laughing. Yeah. No, no, no. Our, our, it's like our Rocky friends Mountain Oysters. In, try them. Our friends down oh. in Florida were like that. They were like, you have to go to the Coke Pavilion at Epcot and you have to try this drink. And then they would all like be watching really intently to see the face you made. <laughs> oh, it, So then I always take that as a challenge where I'm like, okay, not going to change my expression no matter how it tastes. And I'm like, that was interesting. Funny funny <laughs> enough, it's it seems weaker now to me anytime that I've went. Yeah. There was one of my friends had this, uh, it was Grappa. Which is like super strong, like liquor that's made from like a grape skin or something, but like it's like over a hundred proof. It's like varnish, but like it's one of the things you can enjoy in small amounts. But like this was like grappa that wasn't even clear; it was like yellow. And like one of my friends is like, I'm trying to get rid of this bottle, and he's like, he's like, he's like, if you want some, have some, go ahead. He's like, it's terrible. Wow. And I'm like, okay, so I pour myself some, and I take a sip, and I'm like, I'm like, oh come on, that wasn't that, but oh aftertaste. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, it was like you fermented a bouquet of potpourri. It was terrible. Uh, so anyway, I, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to go to the world of Coke and maybe talk him into a little sponsorship from Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So anyway, that's I'll, I'll have to If you got time, I'll, I'll point you to some other great places. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll yeah, definitely yeah. We'll have to sit down yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, the weekend after that, we're going to be in New York. We're, we will announce New a venue York, when see? we have it. And weekend after that, we will be back in San Francisco for WonderCon. Which I'll probably be at. We have a badge for you, so you better be there. Oh, you do have a badge for me? Yep. Oh, cool. I didn't realize you had got me one. Well, we just kind of did it and didn't tell you, so. Oh, yay. Have Kevin uh, Smith sit in during and, the panel um, see how that goes. And then uh, Comic-Con is on our schedule, and then I'm going to be a guest of honor at Rocky Mountain FurCon, which Woo. I think I announced on the show already. Yep. But nice. puts you in the same echelon as Alan Dean Foster. Yay. Woo, me. You now officially have one, at least one more above me. I still have I'm the to guest of honor list. Damn you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, me and Rukas are going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, so that's that's it. So... That's a show. That's our write to us at unsheathedpodcast at gmail dot com. Send in condoms. Um, if you want to know where to get the flame endorsed condoms, oh god, they're they're the best write ones. To him. My favorite. It, where can they write to you? One at? one pleasure dome uh, condoms. You can get them online. Uh, no, you, no, no. Where can they write to you? Write write to me to get them. Uh, I'm on <laughs> I'm on F list. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, no, um, you could write to me, um, just, hey. Or for other questions. Oh, okay, damn. 
Um, you can, well, heck, well, you could go ahead, jump, uh, find me on Twitter. I am Flaintastic. You uh, are, because, but what's your Twitter name? My uh, Twitter name is Flaintastic. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Flaintastic. Yeah, there you go. I could have chose Flaine, but what fun would that be? Uh, which is unfortunately my name on F-A. Just find me as Flaine, F-L-A-I-N. It sounds like Plain with an F at the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know how like, everyone's doing and, these like after dark Twitter accounts now? And Plain which I don't like, quite get. You should totally use Flaingasm for yours. Oh, <laughs> you should point <laughs> out that it's one. like plain like <laughs> fruited planes, not plain like airplane. Yeah. Um, yeah, how boring would it be to have your Twitter name be just your name? Like yeah, if my I'm... Twitter name was just Kyle Gold or my LJ name was just Kyle Gold or my FA name is just Kyle. Kids going to kill us. <laughs> I'm Kay of Hirosaki and all three of those. Good night. Write us at unsheathedpodcast at gmail.com. You said that. Goodbye and good writing. Keep writing. Good night. That's the end of the show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>